0: What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Remy Vader. Mm-hmm. welcome to Call Her Daddy. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? Tell me what you're feeling on this glorious day of being on Call Her Daddy.
1: I'm definitely, like, anxious. Okay. You make me anxious. Oh. Um, no, I... I was looking yesterday at my, like, freaky notes of goals Mm -hmm. that I made, like, when I started in this, like, two uh, years ago. Right. And um, the only, like, podcast I had on there, like, actually last thing on the list was, like, be on call her daddy like that was one of the like life goals career goals well now you were
0: here I bet
1: you've checked off so many things on that list I've checked off a few and it was weird I was like I didn't even know what existed <laughs> I went typed in call her daddy to see like notes that I've made for myself right. and then that's what came up and I was like wow this is cool You popped
0: off on TikTok during the pandemic for doing realistic clothing hauls. Yes. You're the clothing haul guru. You really are. What inspired you to first start doing this on the internet?
1: Well, I lost my job in COVID. I was in the music industry. I was doing partnership marketing and then got furloughed, said I would come back, didn't happen. So I actually did not know what to do with myself. Um, And then I gained like a significant amount of weight at that time, like kind of pre-COVID My dad's in um, fashion and always said, like, Remy, you should do plus size modeling. And I used to get so mad at him that he would say that. And at this point, I'm like, zero dollars in my account making no money. Like, I need to do something. I was bored. And then I was always on TikTok, like, in the pandemic, but looking at girls dancing. Like, there wasn't, like, a thought in my head. And then I was like, maybe. And then I came across the curvy fashion side of TikTok, like, these curvy girls showing clothes. And I was like, wow, this is cool. So, one day, I literally just decided, like, I'm going to teach myself how to edit. Like, I'm going to just film myself. I'm going to do something fun. And it was, like, four videos. Did it for fun. No one cared. No one saw them. Um, And then when I kind of, like, gave it up, it was, like, a video where I got a huge package of clothes, tried them on in my room without filming it, and I was just laughing at myself. I was like, wow, I look insane. And I sent it to my friends and I was like, why don't I just make this into a TikTok? And that's the one that blew up. It was like the fifth video I made. And I basically was like, why do the clothes that we put on our bodies never look like what the model looks like online?
0: Part of what made you successful was your content is you picking clothes that
1: are approachable for everyone, right? Right. Well, I think... I again, this wasn't planned. I didn't think people were going to see that video. And I did the same one the next day that did even better. And then I started doing more. So I was excited and confused. Like, why are people watching this? But I just went with it. But I really don't I don't think of everyone when I do the video. I think of does this fit and look good on me? Because I've always struggled with finding clothes. For myself, whether I've gained weight or before that, I was always a curvier girl and struggled with shopping. The two things that made it start being worth it were one that people were like thinking me, and I was like, why are you thinking me? But I guess it started showing them that they could wear these clothes, that they could be confident, that they could do these things. But I didn't get it because I was in this not confident space. But it started helping me get there when these people were telling me like, I wish I could be confident like you. So it kind of tricked my brain into making me like feel more
0: confident. I totally get that. Like everyone that's on the internet, if you get any type of like positive feedback, maybe you weren't even thinking about that positive feedback. And you're like, you're just posting it because you're like, this is going to be whatever. I'm in COVID. And then all of a sudden people are like, wait, thank you. And you're yeah. like, wait, thank me for what? Yeah. Like, what did I do? So that must have been a really cool moment. I'm also interested to so like, first you
1: started posting these things kind of with like nothing in mind. I didn't know it would turn into this. And I also still in my head, it wasn't something I wanted to do. I was like, I'm going to be this like boss in the music industry. Like, that's what I wanted.
0: So once you start posting though, there was a transition when it did take off. And then you essentially started to talk about about getting clothing from brands and talking about how the brands were not inclusive yeah who were some of the first brands that you like named and called out for like not being inclusive in sizing and like how did they respond
1: I think it started by not even brands I did pretty little thing in nasty all first which actually did have plus sizes mm-hmm. but they're cheaper and like it just didn't look good on my body yeah. so those were the first hauls then I started going into like of free people or something where I'm like, this looks insane on me. Wish you had a bigger size. But then I also showed the good. So I wasn't bashing these brands in my mind. When I did this, I was like, okay, all these brands are going to hate me. Now people are watching. I never thought these brands would want to work with me. Like that just, none of this was a thought in my head. I think before I post, like I definitely do. But I was just like, this is almost like a joke So I'm just going to, like, go with it. So I would... But the one thing I noticed that people weren't doing online was showing the bad. They were all just showing the good and trying to make everything look perfect and showing just those clothes. What about those clothes that didn't fit? Right. So I took a little of, like, the humor that I always did have and put that into it. And I think that's maybe what made it a little bit different. Oh,
0: well, totally. But it's not even the bad. It's like, it just doesn't feel good on my body. And you're just being honest. And the point is,
1: it's okay. It happens to everyone. But... I never had the issue of being two, three sizes bigger than I ever was. And I, for a little while, right before I posted, sat in my room, stopped going out, didn't see people anymore because I was so upset that I gained all this weight. And I thought that there was just no clothes out there for me. So like me forcing myself to shop because I always hated shopping, like it wasn't fun, um, made it more fun for me. And then seeing that I was helping people made it even better. And then down the line, once I started affecting these brands, I mean, that made it like, I can do this, I guess, full time. Was it hard in the beginning to be that vulnerable? Yeah, I blocked every like guy friend or any girls I knew from home, like my family, like anyone I knew that maybe had a TikTok. I blocked everyone because I was so, I really was embarrassed. I was like, I want to do this. This is cool. People are starting to see it. But like something made me embarrassed. Then it was like one day, like my guy friend was like, wait, I'm seeing this on my girlfriend's TikTok. What is this? And I was just like, you know what, screw it. And TikTok, it's interesting because I still feel this way. I'm way more vulnerable on TikTok. I would say things before I even told my family of feelings that I would feel and being sad or having a bad day and say it on TikTok without people in my life even knowing. So it's just like almost like the safe space for me.
0: Once your family and your friends did find out and then they would see you having like these bad days on TikTok, did people reach out to like see if you were okay? Okay, A
1: hundred percent. I think that like my parents were... They didn't know what TikTok was, so, like, it was very interesting, and until I started getting more brand deals and stuff, because my dad's, like, a business guy, like, he didn't think it was real or anything in his mind. He was like, you can't stop working, working. Like, this isn't a job. So, that took a while for him. Like, I would say it didn't even start popping off till like, January, and my first video was September. So once that started being real and like press was reaching out and all of that was when they started kind of understanding it a little bit more. Even my sister, when I like she walked in and I was to the house and I was making a video. she's like, what are you doing? Like it was just like a weird thing at first. But once people start to see like success from something, then they think it's cool. Like then it all changes.
0: Your content kind of did also start to expand beyond clothing hauls. Yes. And you used your platform to highlight some other companies getting it wrong.
1: Yes. So I think that slowly I started being like now people are watching I can't hide parts about myself like you either get the all me or nothing and I was like I have to show more of myself so it started with a little bit of like I have anxiety and a tic disorder and I have this and this and I struggle with this and that was like scary for me to post but I got good feedback from that so over time I started posting more things that would go on in my life and before I had a following I did this anyways like without having people follow me what, I had 2,000 followers. I would still post my every day. If something went wrong, I would post it. If I had a great day, I would post it. So I, you know, when things started to happen that would maybe not be the best, I felt like I had to post it. And with Delta specifically, it was like the second time since I gained weight that I was on an airplane and the seatbelt didn't fit me at all. And I was thinking in my head, like, I am a, if I'm a 16, 18, what about all of these other people that are way bigger than me, how is this not fitting me? And it just made me angry. And I can't, I can't hold that stuff in. And I also feel like I now, with a following, have a responsibility for people that have felt this way prior or feeling this way that can't do anything about it or have no one to talk to about it. Like, I feel like I should be saying those things. Yeah. My automatic thing really is, like, I know it might sound silly to some people, but for me, it's like, well, I'm going to put this on TikTok. Like, I want people to see what's really happening. Like, I'm going to do it in the moment. I never pre-plan these things. I'm always doing it right away because I feel like that's when I'm in my like feels of like this is real and this is happening. This is the most realistic. So right when that happened and before we took off, I just quickly did a TikTok of showing that the seatbelt didn't close with some random music in the background just saying like, I don't remember what it was, but like Delta, like get longer seatbelts or something, whatever it was. It was like a very quick video. And that then blew up. And you have two sides to that of people that – truly feel the same way and then you have the other people that are just like screw you for complaining, screw you for trying to take down a business and screw you for being fat basically. (laughs) That was the first thing that really was like should I have not done this? Should I have said it? And I have to really deep down think like no this is an experience that happened to me. People started saying like look she's holding the seatbelt like it's really not real. I'm like and I want to get defensive and I want to say things and then I just have to be like I'm I will always be true to myself and I've promised myself that and if people don't think that that is true like there's nothing I can do totally did Delta respond no they never reached out and like of course I'll tag I also tag because I want there was articles that that you know wrote about it and stuff so like they saw I feel like they had to yes Delta is huge but I feel like it did kind of blow up yeah that I just thought like that you can always make a situation better like same with the clothing halls I never thought it would be anything but the second the first time like free people reached out and they're like we'd love for you to do stuff with us it's like I'm always happy to be a part of it. I'm not about the canceling. I'm not trying to cancel these brands, these businesses, these small businesses, anything. But I can't hold in things that really happen to me. And I feel like I have to talk about it. And I'm going to get sh- negative shit from people. I'm going to get people that don't agree with me. But I'm going to talk about my experiences. What do you wish Delta would have done? I wish they... Yes, I get, I always look at the other side. Mm. So I think of the business, like I came from PR and marketing, like I understand. So I was like in my head, I'm like, okay, well, if they can't change every plan and extend the seatbelts that right now, they could put seatbelt extenders under the seat so you don't have to get embarrassed to go up to the plane and ask for one and have people looking at you. And again, it's like, why should you feel embarrassed? But it's the truth of it's the truth of it. Most people that messaged me were like, I feel embarrassed to go up so I can't even put on a seatbelt. And then you get the people that's like, well, then lose weight. It's not that simple. There's just way more to a lot all of this. And it's like the point is we should all feel comfortable. Not even a question. The people
0: that are saying that are so fucking ignorant. And I agree with you. I saw your experience on TikTok this summer when you posted about a business. Discriminating against you at this ranch. Take me through that day, what you were supposed to do and what happened. Yeah, let's take a little break. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. I was on a brand trip okay. with Hampton Water. Love them. I was there with a few of my friends. It was like not a super big trip. And they had planned weeks before, like 12 o'clock horseback riding. And I was excited. I went horseback riding two months ago, actually, on a brand trip with Revolve and Amangiri didn't have an issue. was a great time. So I didn't think twice in my head. Like, I went there. I was about to get on the horse. We signed papers. Like, it was done. And um, it did say on the sheet, are you 240 and above? So I checked off yes, but that's all it said. I was about to go on the horse. It wasn't unless I said something and I looked at the lady because in Amangiri, they put me on a bigger horse and I wasn't offended at all. Like a horse that could carry bigger weight that they did ask me how much I weighed. I was not offended. So I said to them, so I said, okay, are you guys going to put me on like a specific horse? Like I just want to know the deal. And she's like, you're not riding. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like you said, I like, i signed the paper, like everything was good. You looked at it, you took it, like everything was fine. And she was like, no, you're not riding, like you can't. And I'm like, wait, does it say it anywhere? Is it on the front of the place? Like, wait, I'm a little confused. And she was like laughing. And also I didn't mention this prior, but this was also a bigger woman. So that is pretty wild to me. But she said you know, you're not riding. And I was just like, you should you should definitely advertise that at least so I knew. Like, I'm here right now. This is happening. Like, I'll leave. It's fine. But I was embarrassed. I was really embarrassed. And I think I was, like, shaken up and I didn't know what to do. And I'm also there with, like, a bunch of influencer friends. And I'm the only bigger girl. So, like, I really didn't think much. And it's funny to see in, like, what people's feedback is on it of just like she you don't know what really happened she could have flipped out and cursed the lady out and all this stuff and I'm like I swear on everything that never happened like I was almost too embarrassed to even say much I just remember being like this should be advertised and being like upset but like I left I calmly left the girl from Hampton Water was like are you okay I feel so bad whatever um
0: where are all the influencers
1: They're getting on the horses.
0: And do they see you not getting on the horse? Yes. And they get on the horse? Yes. (laughs) And they get, they see you leaving.
1: They get on the horse right off into the sunset and you leave. And I got in the car and I just started sobbing. It's like, I don't even think I'm upset, but I just called my sister. And it's also like my family, also, when these things happen, don't know what to do because they don't know the right thing to say. They're also not my size. So it's just like they didn't know what to say. And I left and I posted this video and it started blowing up very quickly. But it wasn't until, honestly, the influencers that were there started posting on the horses. So people saw that themselves. I didn't want to call out specific people. And it wasn't until after I realized, like, shit, like, I'm the kind of person that would leave with someone.
0: You have influencers in a nasty ranch that have such power... That every girl could have opened their fucking phone and live streamed that. And been like, look what the fuck is happening. Fuck this ranch. Like, let's all leave together. Like, it could have been such a amazing moment to support a fucking friend. And instead, they're like, gotta get the photo. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and I don't want... You don't have to bash them. Like, I don't give a fuck. That's disgusting. And it's I sad. I think in
1: my head, I'm very... Right after, I was just very in, like, shock. Of course. And a lot of people are like, don't blame the ranch, blame your friends, or don't do this. like, I think 100% it was the ranch's fault. I'm forgetting a huge thing that happened that right after, later that day, I posted that video. It started blowing up. I was getting a little anxious about it, whatever. But I happened to be on TikTok, and I went to my mentions, which I barely ever do. And I saw that a guy, and I was like, there's no way this guy's at the ranch. Like, this is the ranch. I thought it was a random place. And he's like, made a TikTok video and was like, if you're a fat bitch, you can't ride at Deep Hollow Ranch or something like that. And it was the owner's son. And the owner was in the background. They were all laughing. You could hear people laughing in the video. And I reposted it right away. And it only validated me posting. Because when I see something start blowing up that then has two sides, I get nervous. I'm not trying to tear down these a small business. That's not what I want. But when I feel truly wronged and feel like this would be something that would also make other people feel like shit. Like, I think I have a pretty strong personality that I was okay, but some other people might not be okay. And I have to say what I feel. And once that was posted, I was like, I did nothing wrong. Like, he, they didn't want me there.
0: I'm so sorry, because you should never have been in that position and they acted... It, the way that they handled it is truly
1: despicable. If she nicely said, like, listen... It would be you are too big to ride the horse for the reason that it would be unsafe for the horse. Gave me some like statistics or reasoning, but that was not the case. Now I'm getting the shit of you're an animal abuser, like you want to kill horses, like you are, you tear down small businesses, you deserve hell, like crazy, crazy things. And it, it really blew up. Like this was on the news in Australia, like this was everywhere. And I literally was like to my publicist, like, should I have never said anything? And she's like, no, this happened to you. You should have said something. And it wasn't until a few days later that a few of the influencers apologized. And I am just, I don't want to like go deep into them because I feel like people still are asking me, are you talking to those influencers? I am a very forgiving person. I, I think some people don't have the personality I do to stand up for myself and to say things how they are and to like be vocal. And I, all I can say is that I'm trying to be understanding and I do feel like It's given me some sort of, like, I do need to look in different places for friends. Like, I went into this so fast. People don't understand how quickly this happened for me. And, of course, I'm going to be friends with anyone that wants to be friends with me. That's the person I am. So, like, I'm just, like, excited. I've just been excited. But now I have to start being, like, okay, like, I need to respect myself. And, like, who's respecting me, not just because I have this following, but because they want to – they love me and they want to support me. Is the ranch still, like – open and well then I it when it once it blew up you have all the people that are like how dare this girl tear down a small business and whatever that are giving them amazing reviews that have never been there and like because it went down to like one on Google Mm -hmm. and then every somehow all them are gone so I let it go people are still asking me about it I'm still getting messages that I'm a horse abuser to this day I got one this morning like I've let it go in my mind because I'm like I did what I needed to do like let me move on
0: where is that man, like that disgusting man? Does he still work
1: there? Yeah, it's a, it's the owner's son.
0: <laughs> Daddy gang, do your
1: thing. <laughs> That's all I going to say. I think one thing that came from that, which is that now been happening, which is now being, have been talked about in my comments for the past, since this happened, um, is that every girl at that ranch and every influencer was skinny. And I've just been getting so much since then of... Why do you only hang out with skinny girls like you do this to yourself? Like you should be surrounding yourself with girls that look like you. I have never made a friend by their body type or what they look like. I like you if you're funny. I like you if you're trustworthy. I like you if you're cool. Like I, I, I just, I don't just the same way as I look at guys. Like it's about personality for me. And I think that's been a really hard thing for me to see because it's like, listen, I came into this space, like I said, just excited and then I'm going to the events and there's barely any plus size influencers specifically in New York City a lot that I talk to are in LA. Mm-hmm. And what am I supposed to do? Literally what am I supposed to do? Not go to these events? Yes, I don't I don't know that till I'm there that there's no one else there that is my size. With brand trips, I try and find out the list. Like I do the best I can with brands I'm working with. Do you have other plus size girls in this campaign? Like I am trying. But One thing that people don't know is that I have reached out to so many plus size models that are well known and influencers in New York City that have not followed me back, not answered and read my messages like I've gone to shoots where I have I have felt so left out that they I've literally texted my mom in the corner being like I feel like a loser at eight hour shoots where these plus size girls don't even talk to me. So like my one thing that I've been thinking about so much lately is. I don't feel supported by a lot of the plus-size community because a lot of them say that I'm not big enough to be plus-size. Then I'm too big to be mid-size, and then I get yelled at for hanging out with skinny people. So where do you want me to be, and what do you want me to consider myself? Because I've never labeled myself, and I don't know what to do to be to make everyone happy. Like I literally don't know where I should put myself.
0: What do you wish would be the situation in the case for you.
1: I think the same thing as when I started all this, how like my dream is to have a line that caters to everyone. And there's no labels of plus size, extended size, curvy. What's the best that a brand can call it? Whatever. Like everyone's just in one, you walk into a store and it's all sizes in one place. Mm -hmm. Like I've, that's all I've, I've ever wanted. I don't think anyone should feel left out. That's why I don't even think that there should be plus size brands where there's no, Small sizes. Like, I just think everyone should be included. And it's the same thing as I've never considered myself any title yeah. because And just the same thing as how I tell press not to call me body positive, because then if I say that I'm not happy with my body one day, people are calling me fat phobic. It's like I can't win. And I never plan to be here. I'm grateful I'm here. I'm so happy. I'm so happy I have this voice because I've always been someone that could stand up for myself and that hasn't changed. So I'm happy that I could be this person that can like say it how it is and be honest and people are listening. But like... I seem to lately not be able to win. And it seems that the people that followed me from the start want me to be this original, like, relatable girl that wasn't getting these brand deals that like was struggling and crying every day and was miserable. Like, it's like the second I start to be happy, it feels like I'm losing these people and they see that I'm happy and they're like, well... She's not one of us anymore. It's like, I'm just, I just don't know what to do. Why are we doing that to women? And it's women. I get uncomfortable because I'm even in this position. I don't know what to say. But some people, you know, like being called fat because they're like, I am fat. Where for me, I take it as I personally, and some people might not like it, but I take it as a negative thing because as an insult my whole life since I was younger, if anyone's trying to insult me, the one insult is you're fat. So as a negative thing. So I just don't think any of these terms, like even when they try and put extended sizes on a website, like why do they have to say it's extended? Like I don't think there's any right. And I think it's more of a personal thing of like what you Mm -hmm. want to be called. My title, I would say, in press is now usually – content creator and curve model Mm -hmm. but if someone wants to call me something different like I personally don't give a shit
0: yeah I think the point is is the labeling and I truly believe Remy like you are helping break this barrier by even just having this conversation there's going to be people that don't like it but then there's going to be a lot of fucking people that look at what you're doing and they're like damn I want to be on that girl's fucking team because what she's doing is she's making a fucking difference
1: and I have those days where I'm like I really am like only looking at the positive and like I'm Remy Bader, like I'm gonna keep doing this, but I actually do have more days. And I see people saying things like, Why are you so negative negative?" and this and this? And I'm like, I it is so hard to be in this position to keep trying to be myself and not let anyone get in the way of that, but then have the people that are reaching out every day say, You're not the same, or or you're a fat bitch and you shouldn't be in this position, or whatever mean things people want to say to me. I don't think people realize I'm the most sensitive person. I care what people think. I'm a people pleaser. I want to be friends with everyone. I am trying to please millions of people. And I make myself crazy. My parents are like, you need to like take a break. You need to do, and I'm like, no. like I want to make these people happy, but I I'm trying to also make myself happy and it's this battle for someone that is a people pleaser. It's like I'm I just want people to understand I'm doing the best I can.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic, like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Dottie Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell.
1: And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now.
0: You are extremely open with your fans and recently shared your decision to enter an outpatient treatment program. What was your goal in entering treatment?
1: I think that I was so into what was happening on social media with my life in the past year and a half, two years, that I put my personal, personal, like, health and happiness aside. You need to be able to be happy when you're alone and by yourself. And my outlet before TikTok, actually, like, a year before, like, not my whole life, was food. So I would order like 50, $60 a night of like crazy amount of food and turn my phone off and sit there and eat like it was a drug and then cry after the rest of the night, then call people, then say I need help, I need to do something. But then the next day, I'm going to start over. But the same thing happens. This happened for two years. And I think that it still was happening. And I tried to like put it aside, but it was still happening when TikTok was going on. So I felt inauthentic in myself. I felt I'm putting myself out there like I'm in this hot outfit. And it's not fully inauthentic because in those moments, I feel great. But then when I go home and I'm crying and eating alone that night, then I'm like, how am I helping these people or trying to help these people when I'm not even helping myself? So I, you know, I've tried a million things and it finally was like, I didn't want to like be serious enough to say like, I have an eating disorder A lot of people don't consider binge eating an eating disorder like they and you need to look a certain way to have an eating disorder. Like I had like this like addictive, crazy thing going on in my brain and I needed to take care of it. So I, you know, for six weeks, I stopped really going to events, stopped, stopped doing what I was doing, you know, did a little less content and really just focused on myself and did this in-person hours and hours a week treatment with a group and really, you know, all I could say about it it was an amazing thing that I did. Um do I wish I did it a little longer? Yes. There's so much coming up for me right now and I had to make that decision of like should I stop this right now and I can kind of go back to it when I need to? Um wh- am I like solved and cured is everything fine? No, but I feel like I'm in a way better place and I feel like I I like I feel like I really helped myself and did something for myself for the first time in so long.
0: Can you explain for someone who has never heard of this kind of treatment before? Just like what is a day in the life in an outpatient treatment program?
1: Yeah. So there's for eating specifically, there's residential, which is not outpatient, which is like when you really need to. That's all you're focused on. You go away, you sleep there. That is like your life. I did IOP. So I was in intensive outpatient treatment. I did three nights a week, three hours each night in person, no phone, eat dinner together in a room and like have these very intense group therapies and CBT, DBT, body image groups, all these things that like just really I'm like very now for group therapy. I think it's really interesting and helpful to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes and like help each other out what's interesting and what a lot of other groups I know don't do, it wasn't just binge eaters. It was people that have anorexia, bulimia, body dysmorphia. I was one of the only people, only bigger people in my group. But you learn that you have a lot of similarities and can like truly support each other. And the horse ranch thing and all this stuff actually happened when I was in this. And it really kind of, threw me back a little I actually like binged that week and really like it messed me up but I had this group to like go force myself there didn't want to ever go that day but once I was there I was so grateful and I met like amazing people that you know I really in that group all the t- like at the end was just like I'm so mad at myself that I feel like I was gonna be at this amazing like I'm cured I'm an amazing place and all of them were like Remy like you've done so much for yourself like it's not like a snap of the finger like this is years and years of like your mind being one way like I'm a work in progress but like I did this for me thinking about how you said there were different
0: women in your program even maybe a woman that struggled with anorexia and at first glance you may be like oh gosh like we can't relate oh I was like
1: why am I here right that first night I was like why am I here I feel so out of place this is insane. And then you just start talking and you understand how many people have things in common. And what I do want to say to people is I did a very specifically expensive program, which I'm grateful that I was able to do. But if this was a year ago, I would not have been able to do it. And, you know, I put myself there. But there are other places that you could put yourself like an OA group, which is Overeaters Anonymous, things like that, which have and other groups that aren't just about overeating that are free or less money in other places that you could put yourself and just Being able to put yourself in a position where you can relate to other people, I think, and not keeping it in Mm -hmm. is what helps the most.
0: Anyone listening, it's incredible to hear you talk about how like it actually made you feel so connected and less alone. And like you're able to bond with people that are going through similar things. And so in those moments after the ranch, when it set you back, it's like you're showing up and all these women are going to be like, we're here. We got you. And like, let's do this together.
1: And that day, which I can't say I would never say names or Mm -hmm. anyone, like it's all confidential, but that day that I was crying and freaking out and talking about the horse ranch and not sure if these people would understand and saying everything and um there was a new girl there that day and the whole time never would have thought she knew me nothing like it's just not that type of vibe but at the end because I was so upset and I was like a massive bitch that day I was just sitting there with my arms crossed so upset and she was like I just have to say to you like I'm here because of you Like I am in this program because of you because I saw your video and like I just need you to know how many people in the world you're helping because I wouldn't be taking care of myself if it wasn't for you. And then that snapped me back into like why the hell am I focusing on all these people that are telling me I'm the worst human in the world when I'm helping these people
0: did you take any tools from the program to try to help yourself while you're going to kind of get into this crazy part of your career right
1: now? Yeah. I never even before this could even notice if I was hungry or not hungry because I was so messed up with food the past few years. So like even being able to notice that and like being able to just be a little more present when I'm eating. I just went on a trip to Italy and London and like I was very nervous because Italy I was with a group of people but London I was alone. And when I'm alone is when the binging happens. And I just was like able to just like be more in tune with myself, but you should never finish a program and like have no support. So I'm like right now figuring out who my team is going to be like helping me outside of program.
0: I'm interested to know you kind of mentioned this earlier about like the negativity. People kind of come at you for calling out brands or, you know, making a comment about discrimination at like an airport or whatever it is. What are you feeling towards people that think you're just being negative Mm -hmm. on the Internet constantly? How does that make you feel?
1: I think that it just frustrates me because... Again, I can't cater to everyone, but to my following, I feel like I'm doing them good and myself good by being honest about the things that are happening Mm -hmm. and showing the difference of how maybe a person who is larger is treated. And I'm never, and I think a lot of people don't like that because maybe I wasn't this size a few years ago. I never was skinny, but I wasn't this size. So a lot of people don't like that. I'm like this newer, larger girl experiencing this and talking about it and people are listening But I can't help people are listening. So the fact that they are means that I'm going to put as much as I can out there to help other people, to help myself, to make myself feel better and that it's okay that this shit's happening to me and realize that it's happening to other Mm -hmm. people. Like, I can't not be myself. Like, I can't not do the things that I feel in my gut I'm supposed to do. And if that's not good for higher end brands, if that's not good for this person or that person, like... I have to learn because I'm not there yet to be OK with that. Those people might not agree with me, never want to work with me, never want to talk to me. But I have to like realize I'm being true to myself and that like I'm just doing I'm you. just like doing what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing at this point.
0: We do need to change and we need to listen and yeah. we need to educate ourselves and be more fucking mindful of people's fucking feelings. And so I think what you're doing is amazing. Thank you. We're going to pour more rosé and now we're talking dating. Okay. Remy. (laughs) Are you single? Are you dating? Are you in a relationship? What is your Facebook status? Is it complicated? Do you even have Facebook anymore? This is like a dream (laughs) right now.
1: Like, let's just pause for a second. Like, literally when I used to listen to Call Her Daddy, like in the beginning and like it was just talking like straight sex and Uh stuff, I was like, this is me. Like, I have to be on this one day. Anyways, dating I've never had a boyfriend in my life okay 27 years old it's weird because I feel like when I say it I actually went on a date the other day which was like weird for me because I don't like dating but I went on a date the other day and I said that because he was like when was the last you've had a boyfriend Uh and I've never actually said like on a date that I never have and I felt insecure about it but when I talk about it online I'm like I've never had a boyfriend like I think it's like a fun fact wait how did the date go um <laughs> you're like, um, no remy this is coming out in like august so like you can right like, i'm yeah. going on another one tonight with him what are you gonna wear this you should mm. we stop you um. like him how'd you meet tell me everything <laughs> we met on a uh, dating app uh-huh this is the thing mm-hmm. i'm dead because he's gonna hear this but like i've heard from a lot of his friends he's a fuck boy so it's like i already know this in my head which is good for you Because you don't want, or
0: do you want something serious? No, I don't know what I want. (laughs) I don't
1: know what I want. I don't think I should go into anything like saying what it is. Because again, I don't like date because I don't like the Mm -hmm. whole like structured serious thing. And I do need to grow up a little bit when it comes to dating. Yeah, but
0: I think sometimes it's cool to like go into it not expectations. Because sometimes like I've met guys in the past and I'm like, this is the best fuck boy. I'm so in the mood for this. I didn't even know I was in the mood for this. But I'm so down for a casual. Or you meet someone that you're like, ooh, like we're going to go on a second date pretty soon after. And like, maybe this will be like a little bit more of like a fun fling thing. So I I
1: really don't know. Like, I think that I think it'll Mm -hmm. be a fun thing, but Mm -hmm. also like very sexually attracted to him. Like, I feel like it's like we, I, and I've been going back and forth in my head, like, should I hook up with this guy like should I not and I'm like we like I don't think that should be even a factor like if I want to I should like I'm just like I just like don't I feel like I'm almost like out of the game but I do think that it's a comfort thing for me yeah that I don't like meeting new people I don't like having sex with new people like I get like I'm a totally different Remy like I'm awkward at first like I have a panic attack before before dates like I just am like I don't want to do this yeah but then like when I'm there, I'm fine. So I just – but one thing that has like gotten to me mm-hmm. since I've gotten a following and I I I, cha- I don't know what to think about it mm-hmm. because before I was definitely like hooking up with people more. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, maybe I don't want a boyfriend, but it doesn't mean I don't want to – it doesn't mean I want to hook up with people less. The second I got a following, like every guy stopped DM- DMing me. Like no one reached out anymore. Like it was just like very weird and i always think and i've asked my guy friends cuz like i have a lot of close guy friends and i no that sounds like a pick me girl like
0: what is a pick me girl I don't like we're even women know. Don't I heard it on
1: love island it's so annoying um, i ask them because like i feel like they're all fuckboys. boys right. and i'm like what do you think like why and from guys to girls i feel like everyone tells me like it's intimidation i'm like you're all lying and that's what annoys me i don't think these guys are intimidated because i feel like a guy when they want something will go for it And I can't help to lately be, like, very insecure about, like, I'm, like, a realistic person and I truly believe that it's – I've gained weight. I don't look like how I used to look. And I'm not posting sexy shit all the time. Like, I'm posting me – Being funny and showing my body and showing that I'm not maybe not happy with my body all the time. So I don't think that's necessarily, like, attractive to guys. This guy, like, at least I need to give him some respect because I wasn't even going to go on the date. was because, like, he knows what I do. The first thing I said to him was like, oh, or he was like, so what do you do other than TikTok? And I'm like, oh, have you seen my videos because... Like You probably won't want to talk to me after that. And he's like, no, I've seen them. And you're hilarious. Hilar- and I was like, whoa, like, that's cool. He, and then Remy, you insert what the fuck you're doing in
0: business. Oh, I actually am starting a brand. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden they're like, and you're like, oh, and dinner's on me. Just kidding. You. But can the pay point first, is but- no
1: one really reaches out. Like no one usually. I think
0: you got to be fucking sliding in those DMs, girl. You need to fucking face plant into those dms get the fuck in there you see someone you think is cute dm them because i think when you take the initiative guys hate getting rejected sorry men but it's just so fucking true people are intimidated by someone that just looks on the outside like they got it all together as we're hearing from you today you're a normal human being you've got your ups and your downs but you're like i i want a guy to like you know slide in like what the fuck you should slide the fuck in you should slide in I'll try it. go off of something that you see on their profile send him his own picture say something funny about it or if it's on a dating app like message them first then they can take it from there but it's really you just giving the insight of like I'm interested what's up yeah and then I think you almost are showing that interest and they will reciprocate but I think that you gotta like balls in your fucking court why the fuck are you gonna wait for a guy why would we ever wait for men? They move
1: so slow. Like, if you want to make something happen, like, women get shit fucking I done. think it's, like, insecurities, which I still have within myself of, like, I'm not... This is still a new body for me. It doesn't mean I hate myself. It just means it's different. And the one thing in my life, I feel like I've always been... Like, I used to, like, literally wear sweatpants at the beach. Like, I was so embarrassed. But for some reason, when it came to sex since years ago, most confident girl ever. I think the fact... That I feel insecure now about my body and it's completely affecting sex. Like I literally like last time I did like refuse to take my shirt off and the guy was like what? Mm -hmm. And I was like no, 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 no. I can't. I hate that. Like I hate that. I feel like it's not me. Like it's a totally different person and it's like ruining the one thing I always felt 100% confidence in. So that's where I'm like of course I'm going to feel like no I don't want to slide in. This guy doesn't wipe me. No one's reaching out to me because I'm just like fully 100% blaming it on like my body and how I feel about myself I don't know I think that is a very relatable concept of
0: like getting in your own way of almost looking back and thinking of something you're like fuck I was so good at that and I enjoyed that I think first of all you should be easy on yourself we also have to remember we are our own worst enemies so when you're feeling that insecurity they're they're on the date with you they're there they're like I think you're great, mm. and you and so we are always tearing ourselves down. And I want you to fucking go on this date tonight, and like channel like your bad bitch energy. I know it's like corny, but it's like actually, like, what's the worst that can happen? Think about that. Ghosts. Oh, he ghosts Oh, next. bye, Casper. Don't care. Next. <laughs> like literally, think about it. Like Casper, no, yeah, the friendly yeah. ghost. Like you. What you should also do for yourself is like don't let yourself be like fuck. I wasn't myself. And maybe I was awkward, and that's why I didn't call. Be yourself Mm -hmm. fucking go in there and be like you are with your friends. And I know it's hard, but I'm just saying like maybe tonight just be like, fuck, take the bottle with you out. the (laughs) Take the extra rose. But you know what I mean? It's like the worst. I always like to think about like, what's the worst that can happen? You're yourself and he doesn't like you. Well, then get the fuck out. Okay, I want to hear what is the dating story in your past that you are never going to forget can be good or bad. It can be a disaster. Tell us. (laughs)
1: Ew, I'm like, What the fuck was that? The creepiest. Oh no, no! I did not mean to do that. Um, so good. A ho- funny hookup story, like have one at the top of my head. So I was out one night, and the only, like the nights of my life that I've been like the worst Remy is Remy is when I have Red Bull and something. Like I think I'm allergic. Never give me Red Bull. If they gave me a million dollars for a brand deal, I'd say absolutely not. And I um so I was out drinking vodka and Red Bull, got obliterated like I was just very drunk and there was this kid there that's best friends with my best friend. Okay. And very good looking, very hot man. And um I was just like, he was like flirting and wanted to get with me and I was like, there's no way. Like I just was like, there's just no possible way. <laughs> Anyways, he left, went back to my friends and he texted me like, come over. And I was like, Okay, I'm coming. Somehow ended up there. Mm-hmm. But while on my way over, I was texting my mom, be home in five. Poor mother. So did never went home. Went to this kid's house. Went to my friend's house and this kid was there. Um, We were hooking up in like his grandma's room. Uh- <laughs> oh, sexy. Um, so I remember very few things from this evening, but I remember like the My friend's mom, so not this kid I was hooking up with, mom, coming in twice, being like, Remy, you have to be quiet. Like, you're being very loud. And I just, like, something in my my mind kept me, like, like, continuously, like, going. Like, I have no idea. I'm sick. And then... Oh, I uh, got (laughs) you. Uh, (laughs) uh, What? And then I just... Somehow was up, like, left the kid, I guess I was too drunk, I don't even know, was upstairs, like, naked, and I guess I was so, like, walking around this kid's house naked. And I threw up in the sink, I guess, but I left the sink on and fell asleep in the sink, and I flooded the house. (gasps) (laughs) I literally, like, the pipes burst and, like, started Like the water started going over the kid that I was hooking up with downstairs. Like literally ruined the house. You just flood this man's house. What did you do in the morning? So I woke up in the morning and (laughs) I like didn't wake up with that kid. I woke up with my best friend. Poor guy. I feel like like, I've like woken up in this kid's bed naked for years. Never hooked up with him, but like done something horrible. And I woke up and he's like, Remy, like you have no idea what you did last night. And I'm like, wait, what? What are you talking about? And the mom comes in and was like, you literally flooded in my house like we like don't even know what to do like it's horrible like you were so drunk whatever and then the kid comes in like the hot guy that I was looking with, like in a towel and he's like you remember what you did last night I'm like wait ew like I hate everything about you anyways what makes the story better is I look at my phone and my mom's like are you dead blah 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 like freaking out so I call her and I'm like She's like, where are you? I thought you died. You said you were coming home. And I'm like, mom, chill. And that Joe's like, I'm fine. And I wasn't going to tell, I tell my parents a lot, but I wasn't going to tell them what happened because they know the family and whatever. And then my other guy friend came over later that the day and he's like, oh, I can't believe you flooded whatever's house. And my parents were like, what, Remy? And yeah, it was just like amazing. And this, that kid that I hooked up with. Yes obviously I like love telling stories so I told a bunch of my friends this story and I get a text from that kid literally the next morning like shut your mouth stop telling everyone we had sex like relax
0: (laughs) you're actually the last part of the story I can't even I honestly don't even remember the dick that I was sitting on it was more about the flood and like the ambiance of the entire (laughs) house that I was fucking
1: up that is fucking incredible did you ever talk to the guy again we're friend we're friends okay. now. Okay. Um, for a while we didn't. He's probably not gonna talk to me after he hears the story. <laughs> but I don't really care. Um right. I think that and it was just like amazing. Like I sent I worked at Bravo at the time and like had to send flowers from like my boss's office like to the house. Like I, it was just so bad because they called me next day, we're like, You're gonna have to pay for all of this. And then luckily the flowers helped and I didn't have to. But um the point is that there's like I don't need to tell them, but there's ten million more of those stories because for some reason nothing normal ever happens to me like every time I do hook up with guys it's always some weird guys like to do freaky things to me like but it's amazing because I have like all these wild stories but I just feel like it always happens to me so I just like that's why it's like kind of fun to keep going with the like whole fun thing because like I don't know if I get a boyfriend or those stories right they happen
0: anymore uh for a little bit and then it ends okay and then it's just you know happiness and love who wants
1: that boring (laughs) Who do you go to for dating advice? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think like this Start week if I texted me. anyone. Oh, I'd love to. Um, My sister-in-law because okay. she's always been a fuck girl. Okay. So in between her boyfriends, she's like a fuck girl. And then like a lot, it just like sucks. A lot of my friends have serious, serious relationships and right. it doesn't make me want to have them. Like it makes me more like, like it. I'm like happy for them, but it never makes me feel like shit, I'm missing out. I need something more like I'm content where I'm, I'm at. But something someone said to me, which was, like, very – I don't know. You could tell me if it's true or not. But, like, was, like, we're at the age where it's, like, it shouldn't be a game. Like, if you show you're interested and they're interested back, like, mm. that will maybe go somewhere. Like, why does it have to be, like, he's not interested so I'm going to make him more interested? Because I am a little messed up where I want what I can't have just because I've always had shitty relationships. Like, in college, like, I, I like – I would hook up with people that are mean to me. Like for four years, I hooked up with this guy in college that treated me like shit, made me go home at 4 a.m. I was not allowed to sleep over. And we just had like insane sex. But he was like, I'm not trying to be rude, but like way below me. So I always like shoot lower and it's something freaky I do. But I'm like, I only know games and I think I'm like a little tired of it.
0: There's always going to be games. It's just the level of which you're like stressing yourself out. And if the games feel so like inauthentic, don't fucking do them but if it's to push yourself a little bit to like I'm actually gonna message him that's a game or hold back on texting him that's a game but keep it like authentic to yourself But do you
1: think that you should be even in your mind at this point with anyone being that I mean I'm 27 it's not like I'm that old but like do you think you should be even thinking like should I text him should I not or like lean into like I'm going to text him because I
0: can't. No, like, I, don't know. I think no and yes. Like I kind of said, like, yeah, if you think you're going to text him that day, sure. Like I said, maybe don't text him at 10 a.m. But you're like, I'm going to text him. I'm going to fuck. But like, maybe I'm going to wait because we just fucked three hours earlier. I got home. I have quite literally like come and throw up in my hair. I'm going to go shower first before I'm like, what are you doing tonight? But I hate when people are like it's no games. Dating is a fucking game. I love how I threw this way. I need to ask you a question. <laughs> I'm like dating. Okay, Remy, mm-hmm. this fall. You will be launching your own line with Revolve. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the line you're designing? Well, this is one
1: of the pieces.
0: You walked in, and I <laughs> was
1: like, "I was like, wait, no one." <laughs> I'm like, way too overdressed for color no, daddy. This is the goal.
0: I I've been looking at you, and you're glistening, and you're amazing, and you look incredible. And this dress is
1: incredible. I walked out freaking out to my sister, I'm like I look like I'm going to a nightclub. Like I was, like, Absolutely. this is not right. Like I don't know. daddy,
0: bitch. I love it. Anyways, I love it.
1: Um. It's a pretty big collection. There's okay. going to be two different drops. Might be before fall. I like did the fitting for everything. Like I was a very, very a part of the process oh, with Revolve. I'm super excited. It's going to be extra, extra small to 4X. 4X in most styles because it was 3X and because we got a lot of feedback, I got them to go to a 4X mm-hmm. and everything like is something i would wear everything is something that fits me great and like i'm just like really excited to share it with everyone
0: i can't fucking wait to see the tiktoks are you gonna do hauls of your own clothes on yeah TikTok? dude <laughs> you have to bring the same energy you're like this is the do we mm-hmm. what do you have certain like like names actually do it today in this you should. um yeah
1: there's a name for each thing i like named after like my family my friend my mom's like if you change the name of the Adina duster, I'll kill you. She's like, "Ah, I came up with the duster. I'm like, chill. It's yours. Like, relax. It must be like kind of surreal though. Like that's fucking dope. The way that Revolve found me is basically being like, do better. Like these clothes don't fit. I wish I could wear your clothes. Like never think, thinking that they'd hate me. me. And they actually, the reason I respect them is because they came out they reached out to me that day when I had like 200K before I truly blew up and was like, we've been trying to do this. We need your help. Like, we want to do this line with her. Like, literally that day. That encompasses
0: everything we were talking about. There's going to be people that don't want to change. And then there are going to be people like Revolve that are like, let's go, Remy. Like, let's fucking go. And
1: I think that's a part of the thing where, you know, they get – a lot of you know negative feedback mm-hmm. for not being inclusive and whatever. But any brands that are trying to change now and want me a part of the change, just like I'm a brand ambassador and size consultant for Pink, mm-hmm. maybe they haven't done it in the past. But a lot of these employees have changed. A lot of them want change now. If it's three years from now when they were asking me, I would feel very differently. Mm-hmm. But I do think that this is a time where finally people are making moves and feel like they're able to. And I'm not going to say no. I want to be a part of the change People come at me saying, like, you're not doing enough. You should do more. I'm I'm doing the best I can, and I don't care. I'd rather be a part of something. Are they making an effort? Is it bullshit? Like, once Revolve launches this brand, they need to have more curvy girls on their trips, or I won't go on them. Like, people think that I'm not saying these things. Like, I am fully sharing these things, saying what I see in my comments. Like, I want this to be the best for everyone, not just myself.
0: Remy Vader, thank you for coming on Caller Daddy. It truly was a pleasure. You're amazing. I love you.